This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, Episode 683, Bastion of the Owl Folk, not Boomkins. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's show is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020. That's T-R-Y-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash expressata2020 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020 to learn more. Finally, we are sponsored by Funko, maker of the world's broadest selections of vinyl figures, from pops to dorbs, rise to mugs, and so much more. Check them out at bit.ly slash FunkoATA. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Vandeth. The non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty. And the high priestess of the Everlight, Owie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros. And with me, I have Toasty. Hey, Toasty. Hey. How's it going, bud? I'm doing fantastically. It was it's been an awesome awesome week staying at home, but it was still awesome. And you know, long weekend. Oh right, that too. It helps. Yep, that was a thing. Yep. I completely freak it's almost like a losing track of the days. Uh it's fine. I'm fine. We're fine. See nobody disagreed, so it is true. I asked you earlier if you were sure about that. You seemed like you are mostly sure, so... Yeah, like... <laughs> like a person... Okay, well, for those of you who follow me on Twitter, you know the crisis that I've been going through. I've reached a point in my quarantine where I'm dyeing my own hair and cutting... And, and like, taking steps to prepare to cut it because I'm going that stir-crazy. And, and I am in need to have control over something, and apparently my hair is going to be one of those things. So it's already, my hair's already dyed again. I, I went back to my blue that some people who ran into me at BlizzCon a few years ago were, are familiar with, and I, I, I went ahead and bought some clippers so I can cut my hair. I'm sure this will go well. Sorry? When are, you, when are you cutting it? Did you cut it already? I have not cut it yet. I'm going to be cutting it when I get my clippers. Um, they should be here on Friday. I want a picture. Picture or it didn't happen. Um, de- that depends on how it turns out. <laughs> Even if, if it's bad, it, I want the picture. I, I won't share it with anyone, I promise. Yeah, if it doesn't turn out well, I'll be uh, turning off the camera on my stream. <laughs> and instead of using my camera to cover up the chat, I'll, I'll, I'll I don't know, I'll find something. But Picture of a shield, maybe? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. No shield. 
but yeah, that's how I'm go. That's how I'm doing. And of course, that second voice you heard is, of course, Allie. Hey, Allie. Oh, hi. Hey, hi, hello. Hi. I'm hanging in there, you know, just taking things day by day. It's been snowing a lot yesterday and today. Like, not a lot at one time, but for over 24 hours now. It just has barely stopped. And it's it's April 3rd. I mean, April, yeah, April 13th. Like, it should, I should be getting my flip-flops out. None of the snow business. I'm done with this. I'm a little bitter. All done. Yeah, it was very recently <laughs> snowing here as well, so I absolutely understand you on that. Gross, one. gross. It was but... snowing today, wasn't it? I have not been outside, nor have I looked outside today, so I will say no because I don't. I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, no, it snowed. It's it definitely snowed here. Apparently, it snowed there. You know, I am very happy with Schrodinger's weather. I don't need to know that it snowed. As far as I'm concerned, it didn't. If I don't see it. Hey, if I have to live with the knowledge of getting snow halfway through April, then you have to too. Whatever. Well, sure. Arlena and Chat is saying, doesn't it always snow in Canada? No. <laughs> Although no. there is a persistent pile of snow in Winnipeg, like year round. Is it in some when... like shadowy area that never sees sun? No, it's where they dump most of the snow went from when they clear oh. the roads and stuff. Yeah, like it, it, it might it, clear up it by is like horrific... August or September. If you're lucky. No, I'm thinking about that pile of snow um, on uh, Route 90, but by the but like just past the IKEA. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That pile is literally never gone. No, I'm pretty and sure at least part of that pile is now just like sand and uh, and other crap that was collected when they were clearing snow. <laughs> and oh, now yeah. that's all just piled up. The the debris, the remnants. Yeah. Yep, along with a healthy mix of snow. It's it's great. <laughs> I've seen it there in, like, late August. Gross. And it's not a small pile. Ugh. Nope. Uh, anyways, let's not talk about snow, because I don't want to talk about snow. I agree. How are you doing, Medros? I'm alright. Uh, the long weekend could have gone longer, but, uh, you know, can't always get that, so... Uh, some of us do have to work, uh, and uh, yeah, so work uh, was work. It's uh, it's hard adjusting to working from home life. Yeah, imagine um, you get used to it. I'm on I'm on about five weeks of it. Okay, but like, like you're on a you're on a video call all day, right? Or most of the day, right? No, not all day. No. Okay, no, like, I, I have I have a bunch of them throughout the day, but they never last more than, like, half an hour. We don't. Like, we, like, the company has not provided video equipment for anybody, and none of us have laptops, or like, most of us don't have laptops, uh, so we just have, like, our old computers that we brought home. Uh, uh, so, like, there's no interaction with people other than through text. Uh, except for the callers who are calling in, now that I actually have a working phone. Which, I did not have a working phone for a long time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, it, I feel like I'm probably, like, struggling with the, the lack of interacting with people who are not married to me. Um, in a, in a face-to-face -face meeting, 
Uh, we did yeah. on Saturday. Uh, we did. Um, it was her best friend's son's birthday, so we planned this whole thing out. Uh, in the morning, on her way home from work, work she uh, she drew "Happy Birthday" on the side of the car. Uh, she had uh, careful, like washed her hands and packaged a present for him into a, ba- a black plastic bag. Uh, we then left it on their on their step, um, and then we played the Beatles "Happy Birthday" song uh, from the car, uh, and and apparently he was thrilled with it. So I'm very happy. Uh, it was just like other than a couple of trips to Bulk Barn, that was like the only attractions I've had with people in like a face to face way in like now almost three weeks, right? Uh, and, uh, I've never, I'm, I've never been a super social person. Um, but I think, Josie, you, you said it before as well. It's really hard not having any social interaction. Like, it's, yeah. it's super hard, even when you're not a social person, uh, to not interact with anybody. So, yeah, it's just, uh, it, it's been very, very weird and, and hard. Um, yeah, but, for, yeah, for me, it's like having, like, work help with the need for, for work help with getting that social interaction, but also just when not doing work stuff, like having the option of being social was nice. I mean, I generally didn't take it, but, uh, you know. There were times when I did, and I enjoyed that time. And now, now we now we just don't have the option, which is making things hard. Yeah, um, we have, we have a team meeting coming up on Thursday, and I'm like, I honestly don't know what some of my coworkers sound like anymore because I wasn't there long enough to like really remember a lot of their voices, and they sound weird through through you know low quality mics and stuff. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Um, but I'm really looking forward to like a, apparently, uh, according to my weather app, tomorrow is still gonna be a little bit cold. But like by middle to end of the week, it's supposed to be like plus temperatures all day. So I'm looking forward to that because uh, yeah. I, I I I don't have a lot of Pokemon Go stuff to talk about for my YouTube videos right now. And it's just kind of like, oh, this is what I've caught lately. Because um, unlike other YouTubers who do Pokemon Go, I am not leaving my house to go Pokemoning. Uh, other than to go spin a stop at the park that's like a two-minute block, two-minute walk away from me. Um, so uh, I've been kind of hesitating making another video because I don't want to do another video for my office. Because I feel that's kind of getting stale. So I want to re- record something outside. But it's been too cold. So, right, yeah. Uh, looking forward to the apparently warmer weather we're gonna have in a few days, and hoping that I can maybe go outside after work and record. Uh, hey, this is all the stuff that I've done that I did like in the early part of March, since that's where I'm still caught, ca- catching up to. That'd be good. Yeah, I, I I have had a really great Easter event at Pokemon Go though, so I'm really happy with that. I think I'm to. Seven shinies, which is like 
probably the best I've done for for an event outside of Lucky Community Day. So nice. Including some new ones, which are really cool. I like that. But not the ones that I want. So, know, whatever. Canada's get what you want. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Allie, how was your week in WoW this past week? It's pretty good. I did Cataclysm Time Walking, which I know is a huge surprise. But it was nice, because with Dungeon Fables, we're entering Cataclysm now. So as I'm going around, I'm looking up and taking some mental notes for when I get to various dungeons, so that was really fun. And I'm working on kind of unlocking things for my rep pally now that I have her at 120. I've gotten her some gear. She's a lot of fun. So I'm doing the quest to kind of unlock more of the heart and start getting essences. And I started, barely started the quest chain to get her her cloak, just to get her some more gear. So maybe... You know, when we're done with raid and people are kind of out-raiding instead and everything, I can start bringing her and stabbing things instead of healing things. Or, you know, shadow. You know, stabbing things is good, too. So, or, you know, slicing. I don't slice, really, with pallies. Slicing things. <laughs> and what else have I done? I did the raid. No no new progress or anything, but, you know, all, all three raid groups I'm in are all just kind of working hard together and trying to get some gear for people so that's really cool sorry Allie, did you say no new progress we made lots of you guys made lots of progress last week in raid i didn't but you guys didn't well didn't we already talk about them as no we didn't that's right it's been a, a few days since then <laughs> well okay man manny and chad is saying i'm a pal it's my, my only my my alt is a pally that's it, my alt. But we did actually All get our. Seriously, I only recently had that one with my shy. I boosted that one, <laughs> but I got my first normal Nazoth kill, which was awesome. Got that last week. Unfortunately, it was on a day that Toasty wasn't there. Is that the day you missed Toasty? Uh, I missed half that grade. Yeah. And we got through 7 of 12 on Heroic. I believe that was our final count. Uh, again, I don't know because I had to miss part of that raid too. No, I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's where we're at. But it was nice to finally get the normal Nazoth kill. I think we were all still alive at the end. It was pretty clean. It felt really good. And yeah. <laughs> It took a while, but we got it. <laughs> That's pretty much about it. I did my hoardy a little bit. Got hard of one fifteen now. Nice. So I'm probably gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm going to use the XP buff to finish her off and get her to one twenty, and do a couple things over there. Maybe start working on some stuff for the Volpera. And yeah, that's about it. How about you guys? You both have uh, some cool stuff that happened. I mean, we got a there's 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 a bit there. There might be um, a, bit, a bit testing that you both got access to. I mean, yeah, yeah, there yeah. there might have been a point in time when we saw each other <clears throat> in a game and did some stuff together. Oh, together even. Oh, yeah. As out that uh, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the first bit of my week first, because there's not much there, unfortunately. 
So Wednesday, I raided half the night because I had some family obligations I had to take care of over video call, which was not at all stressful. And then when I got back, I was not at all annoyed by the fact that I missed the normal Nazoth kill by like 10 minutes. It was it was especially, pretty close. I felt so bummed for you. <laughs> especially considering that the call was only supposed to last like an hour and somebody decided to keep talking and dragged it on longer than it should have been. Right. So seeing that I just barely missed it was very frustrating. And like what will probably end up happening as as what as is what happened with Ajara, we're not gonna go back to normal and now that we've fully cleared it, we're just gonna put all our focus into heroic. And I don't like, I don't begrudge that at all. I'm just annoyed that I have to wait for my normal Nazoth kill. If uh, I, yeah, not normal Nazoth kill. I'm just bummed that I have to wait for my Nazoth kill a little bit longer until we get to that point in Heroic. Yeah, we'll get it, though. Yeah, I mean, it looked like Ajara was going to be uh, a bit of a struggle, but we got that eventually, too. So I have no doubt that we will. And our group has been looking really good lately. We've had it up. We've had a couple new pieces late, lately, and people have been coming back, and, like, I'm pretty happy with how our group looks right now. It's pretty fantastic. And then I missed... So I missed the first half of Wednesday night raid, and I missed the last two hours and 40 minutes of Thursday night's raid, because my arthritis was acting up, and I couldn't move part of my hand... And it's not like it was my right hand, where I'm just worrying about the mouse. It was my left hand, you know, the one I strafe with and hit all my hotkeys with. Hit my press to talk with. It was... It was not great. Struggled with it for about 20 minutes before I'm like, you know what, I can't... I cannot just power through this. I, I straight up can't move part of my hand. I'm having to, like, manually lift my hand up and press it down to hit some of the keys my pinky would normally press. So, I called it a night there. Yeah, that sounds painful. Yeah, it yeah, sounds it, really it, it, it absolutely was. It was awful. Um, but, but some news that I got on Thursday made me feel real good. Because I got alpha access. Hell yeah. And, and on Friday, because, because it was the day off, I took advantage of that and streamed like a good chunk of the. I think I streamed a total of nine hours on Friday. So uh, you you did like main content before you did stuff we were did together, right? No, I started out with the uh, new new character experience. Okay. Oh, yes, that was on Friday. I thought it was on Saturday for some reason. I guess it was on that Friday. Was Friday. Like all the days are all the days are blending together. It, it was it was today then, so that's all that matters. Yeah. So um, I started out with the new with the new leveling experience, and I gotta say I'm I really enjoyed that. It's not a particularly time consuming bit of content. Like if I hadn't stopped um, a few times, and then if I didn't get bullied by a paladin three levels a higher three levels higher than me. Um. <laughs> Then I think I could have gone through it a bit faster, but I think I want to say it could probably it'll probably be going through that new that that new uh, leveling zone pretty much within an hour. 
Yeah, if I, would, I would say it took me about an hour. Yeah, I'd say that's a feasible amount of time for that. And it and was I didn't good. Like, you? Know, what are you talking about? You challenged me to a duel. You're three levels higher than me. At the <laughs> time, I had three abilities available to me. <laughs> yeah, and you're supposed to be a and warrior. one of the abilities, awesome. one of the abilities you had available to you was bubble. Yeah. Which is just pure cheating right there. So don't get me started on the uh, I didn't bully you thing. You knew what you were doing when you when you challenged me to a duel. You could have declined. I wasn't going to decline. <laughs> I was on a stream and everything. Like, no, I'm taking this. I'm, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this loss. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this loss now. And And one of these days... Oh, I'm going to get you. Uh-huh. Anyway, the, 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 the lovely experience was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, I, think, I think the new leveling experience does a really good job of kind of just getting you acquainted with everything there. It even gives you a little bit of... It, it, it even gives you some uh, little little tips and tricks throughout the entire thing, which I appreciated. Like, it tells you not to pull so many murlocs at once, and thankfully you just can't. Unless you've got a decent AoE thing. Or you tag a bunch of them all the time, because they start out, they start out like, not hostile until you attack them, which was great. Um, introduce you to the concept of uh, grouped activity in the world, which was cool. There was a little quest for that, an optional one, but there's still a quest there. Uh, the only complaint I have about it, and I realize that you know they they had uh, they said that this that this dungeon was going to be role agnostic, which is fine. But but like still, the fact that I saw the fact that I queued up for this dungeon and there were five DPS symbols on the uh, <laughs> on the ready checks. Yep. Like oh that's. That's setting unrealistic expectations, right? There. I, I will say mine, when I went through, uh, there was one healer who did not have to heal the entire time. Okay. All right. All right. Because there was no need. The typical, typical leveling dungeon experience. See, that's just what, that's just what that whole thing was teaching you to get ready for. Get ready, get ready while you're leveling up to have the healer... Like probably, like potentially, not heal you for some reason. But the problem is that the healer didn't need to heal. Like none of us took enough damage for it to even require a heal. Yeah, that's fair. Like it was literally a face roll. Yeah, like, it really you, was. You could have rolled your face across the keyboard and still done just as well. Yeah. Even only, just... only, only unrealistic expectation. That's well. Other than needing five, other than going to a random dungeon with five people, the other unrealistic expectation they set was that that the DPS queue was not long. <laughs> it was maybe thirty seconds. Uh, mine was longer. Uh, mine, like I had time to go from the 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 place where you get the, the thing to go into the dungeon. I had time to go from there all the way over to where the bear was. And halfway through killing the bear before my dungeon queue popped. Oh, wow. And I huh. absolutely understand nobody in our chat room who was not there understands. That's true. 
<laughs> well, well, you can watch the VOD of my stream. So what has been both of your favorite aspects of Alpha so far? Ooh. Um... Huh, that's a good question. Like, I'm really enjoying the leveling experience so far. Like, it feels like it's decently paced. I do have some complaints about the leveling experience, um, which we'll talk about a bit later. Uh, but I don't that those new zones, like Bastion, looks so good, guys. It looks so good, and. Pedros, I know you said you said last week that you you suspected that Bastion was not my aesthetic, but it's got that like Greek inspired architecture that I'm just that I just love so much. And I don't know that that entire zone looks so good. I, Bastion it is, is it's pretty gorgeous. I, I I really enjoyed the questing I've done through Bastion so far. Like I mean. I can't speak too much to any of the other content that's available in Alpha right now. Like uh, I know, um, I know that there's a dungeon that's available too that I haven't experienced yet, although I plan to. Um, actually, that, I mean that's it. I mean, you can level up another character, you can do Bastion, and you can do a dungeon. I've done two of the three things. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think right now Bastion's been my favorite part of it. I'm enjoying the, I'm enjoying the story there. Um, I'm just getting lost in like the aesthetic of the place. What about you there, Metris? Um, <clears throat> I was really impressed with the starting stuff. Um, I really felt that he gave me a good ability to learn my class in a a quick but easy fashion. Um, I, I felt new abilities came at a good pace. Um, I, I, it kind of threw me a bit because, like, you start off and you're getting abilities from all three specs, uh, as you go. Like, um, I think the second, second level you hit, you get, uh, a tank ability. The next level you get some healing stuff. Um, and it was just kind of weird to me, uh, to get, get this stuff the way I did. Um, it kind of, just kind of threw me a little bit, but overall I, I did enjoy the process and I did enjoy the experience. Uh, it was a good starter, uh, to the whole, the whole thing. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, and of course writing to you was really fun. Uh, though I do wish we'd run into each other a little bit earlier so that we could have leveled up like more of the experience together. Mm -hmm. um, like I, and I, I think part of the part of the thing that addresses your complaint a little bit is in terms of the getting random abilities from all different specs and it being a little bit confusing is that whole deep pruning thing that they're attempting to do with Shadowlands. They're attempting that they're. They're spreading out. They, they're giving up certain, certain abilities back to specs that had lost it previously. Yeah. Like previous, like previously, you'd had that, like before they started pruning a bunch of stuff. You had a, access to a whole wide range of abilities. Yeah. As like I would speak from from the perspective of a fury warrior, 
Like, as a period where I lost, I lost access to Slam, for example. Um, then there's, um, like, you had access to Shield, to like, Shield Block and Shield Slam, or Shield Slam, but you couldn't necessarily use it because you didn't have a Shield available to yeah. you, right? And and now I have those abilities available to me again, which really helped during the lower levels of. Uh, of uh, being a warrior, because that's one of the complaints I have with leveling a warrior right now is like there's because some of those spec specific abilities aren't available to you, you can go a little bit without getting a new ability. Yeah, because you know as a fury warrior, you're only gonna have you're only gonna have certain things available to you, mm-hmm. and th- at least this way, I've got some filler, especially for the first couple levels when you don't have a specialization. Yeah, uh, you got some. You got access to other abilities, which is nice. One one thing that was a little frustrating uh, to me as well was not be able to see talents. Um, like at this point on the on, on the alpha, are you able to you able to see talents yet? Um, once you hit level fifteen, you can see talents. Okay, so I've... like I really felt that that was uh, not a fulfilling experience. Like I couldn't. I, I really wanted to see what was there, what I could look forward to, see what made it, what didn't. Um, and that really threw me. I was like, well, but why why can't I see my talents? Like, why can't I uh, see what is going to come ahead for each one? Um, if I was, you know, somebody who quit in Cataclysm and was just coming back for, for when Shadowlands launches... I would be really thrown by, well, but I want to see, like, what these look like now. Like, I haven't seen them in a while. I want to see what each spec is going to have so that I know whether I which spec I want. You know, especially for yeah. ones where it's, like, Warriors, where you have two DPS t- tier uh, t- uh, specs. Like, well, which of the DPS do I want? Of course, yeah, and I mean... Of course you want, you know, Fury, I think. But, I mean, it's just... It really didn't feel like a very fulfilling... Um, decision that they made to not show you your talents until you have a talent point available. Yeah, I mean, like, I haven't leveled an alt from 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 level one in a long time, so I don't know what that experience is like anymore. I, I meant to try start one out as a compare as a base to compare it to, but I wasn't aware. Like, I as far as I remember, you can that, that's. I, I thought that that was the same in live, and I, again, I could be wrong because I haven't done that in some time. The last alt I started was an allied race, uh, which obviously starts hot later, and I can see the talent tree at that point. As I as I can recall, and and I may be recalling incorrectly here, basically, you once you picked your specialization, you could see the talents. Okay. This you couldn't even see the talents till you had a thing, and there's like five levels. You're just you're working on on a spec that you don't even know whether you're going to want to continue on. And, yeah. and there's definitely maybe a benefit to that. Just it wasn't very fulfilling from a UI standpoint. But, I mean, we'll say this many times throughout the show and, and the episodes to come. Uh, this is alpha. This is early. This may change and likely will. So. Um, Bastion, beautiful. I was really confused, and I'm sure that at some point, there'll be content opened up that will make the starting part of Bastion make sense. 
Um, but for now, the way it is right now, it's it's a little confusing getting in there. Um, but I just assume that there will be more information and I can just ignore uh, storylines that, that seem to have threads that would date back to stuff I didn't see. So, so Erlina is saying in the chat that she just got a troll shaman up to level 10 and she was able to pick the specialization but not see the town. So that, okay. so that is so, something that's from life. That, then I don't like that in any uh, current iteration of retail. Wow. There we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it was, uh, it, it was, it was nice seeing Bastion. Um, absolutely want my, uh, my boomkin to have the option to, uh, look like some some of those uh models in in bastion uh those are absolutely kick-ass uh boomkin looking uh models i shouldn't say it the smallkins yeah 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 they look really cool uh glyph or whatever i i, I don't care how they do it they, they need that for for boomkins um Overall, I mean, I really, I really did like the the alpha so far, um, but the problem is that it's so far, and I can only, I, I mean, I could create more characters and run through the same stuff over and over, but it, it it's just gonna be the same stuff over and over. It's very limited right now, I felt. Um, oh yeah, and uh, it felt really weird being level fifty, uh, going into new content. Um, definitely feel like. They've got a good leveling curve for the lower stuff. Um, you only have 50 levels from, or really 40 levels from the beginning of the starting thing to um, the end of, end of like, you're basically starting to Shadowlands. And I feel like the amount of stuff you do will, will in, in an expansion should get you, so you only need one expansion for that content. Yeah, that's the intent, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they've, they've currently got that fairly well balanced. Uh, I don't feel like there's a lot missing in the balancing there. Oh, I beg to differ. Well, no, well not really. Okay. To differ. I, have, I have specific grips about my class. <laughs> okay. Well, let, let, let's let's hear your grapes then, I guess. Um, I am, like as everybody knows, I'm a, I play a Fury Warrior, right? Largely melee-dependent, but I've got a few ranged abilities if I want to pull stuff. Um, don't have any of those. I won't have any of them for... Until, like, I'm halfway to... to I think I think I want to say I get access to Heroic Throw in, like, late 20s. So for those first... For, well, like, first... For the first half of my leveling experience, I have no ability to pull, pull at range, which like is not a big deal a large amount of the time. Just charge toward, toward it, no big deal, right? But what about all those things that are up in the air, and I have no realistic way of getting up to them to pull them? I, yeah, that, that give me give me heroic throw early, please, Blizz. Like a level, give give it to me around level ten. Give me some form of range, please. Oh, oh boy, did I ever! Do use slash command slash rude slash wave. Eventually, they'll get your you'll get their attention. Mm-hmm. 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 Holy mm-hmm. how that works! Yep. 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 Uh, uh, 
give me a ranged ability, please, please. Give it to me early. I did put feedback in for that, so please. <laughs> it's part of your duty as an alpha tester is to give feedback, constructive yeah. feedback. Don't just go on the forums and complain, people. Constructive feedback. You mean I'm not going to like go to the forums and roll my face across the keyboard? Well, I mean, you can, and I know some people do, but time is expensive, and that is a waste of your time. And energy, for that matter. You're it. Plus, I might break my keyboard. Yeah, you break enough things. You don't want that, too. Nope, not at all. <laughs> yeah, don't break anything else, please. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, the alphas so far have been very interesting. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people who basically said, oh, yeah, I spent like three hours in the character character creation screen, just looking at everything. I'm like, yeah, that looks about right. Because uh, there's, there's there's stuff that's been data mined from the original initial alpha client that we don't have access to, like models and stuff. And I mean, it, it's just a matter of waiting until we have access to that kind of stuff and uh, the ability to test it in a more thorough, uh, in-depth manner. Really, you need them purple skin Draenei. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, it does look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the dwarves with the wild hammer tattoos. There's actually uh, a lot of classes that are getting tattoos. I'm pretty excited about that. Ah, uh, yes, as a heavily tattooed person, <laughs> I am. I am looking forward to that. Give them all to me, please. Ah, uh, there's so like ah, uh, there's so many great looking model updates. We should probably save more of this conversation for later in the show when we talk about the alpha stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just, just, I, just I, I love it so much. I totally understand. All right. Well, uh, as for uh, as for retail, wow, um, didn't do a whole lot. Uh, just the basic mission table stuff. Um, didn't have a lot of time and energy to to dedicate to significant playtime. Um, I I have logged in and looked over my hunter, my new Volpira hunter, a little bit. Um, and, and see a lot of quests to do and, and introduction stuff over in, uh, in that area. So, uh, eventually I'll get around to doing that stuff before I have to leave that stuff to go do other stuff. That's the plan anyway. As is traditional with Avalos, do the stuff until you have other stuff to do. Exactly. <laughs> get the, get the, get the gear until you're strong enough to do the stuff to do, to get more gear until you have all the greatest gear until you have to go get more gear. And then scrap it all for greens when Shadowlands drops. Exactly. Welcome to expansions. And just MMOs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like I said, uh, haven't done a lot uh, in in retail. Wow, uh, just basic mission table stuff. And um, yeah, uh, that's that's about it, really. Uh, but let's talk about our first sponsor, shall we? Uh, our first sponsor is the great folks over at Funko. Um, if you haven't heard of them by name, you've definitely seen their products. They make collectible vinyl figures from a bunch of Blizzard universes, from Warcraft to Overwatch, Heroes to Diablo, and even more from outside the Blizzardverse like Firefly, Star Wars, and Sherlock. Now, I, I will say they haven't announced a lot of new stuff lately, so it's hard to find stuff that 
is new or newish that I haven't already covered. Um, but I saw this this Funko Pop for our pick of the week this week, and well, okay. So the, the wife and I have been doing a rewatch of the Marvel movies, nice. and uh, I saw this as a giveaway on the Funko Twitter. Uh, if you don't follow Original Funko on Twitter, you should because they give a, they like do a retweet contest uh, like a dozen a day or so, uh, and and if, at the very least it'll show you cool stuff they have coming out. Um, and we were watching Guardians of the Galaxy, and I happened to look at my phone right when they're doing a giveaway of this Funko Pop. Funko Pop. And if you have seen Guardians of the Galaxy, especially at the end of the movie, this will make you laugh because uh, it made me laugh when I saw it. Um, it's a troll doll. <laughs> nice. Uh, the, the timing of seeing that at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy just was perfect. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was funny. Um, this is one of their, this is a 10 inch one. So, uh, I'm curious how it's going to look in the packaging. Um, because it has the hair, like the, the, the tall fluffy hair of a troll doll. It has that. Uh, so I imagine this will be a really tall package. And I don't know if the 10 inches includes the hair or not. I'm going to say I assume so, but it's a very interesting question nonetheless. And I, I, I don't know that I, I want or need to own this, but I would laugh to get one. Especially the being 10 inches. Yes. <laughs> like... That is one massive troll doll for something that was always so like tiny. Just it's it, just imagine it's hilarious. Uh, that's what I might actually take out of the package because it, it really would lose the fun of it if you couldn't see the whole hair. Um, but the one we got here is is a a rainbow haired one, uh, which looks really neat. I really enjoy this. Uh, would you would you, either of you enjoy a ten inch Funko Pop of a troll doll? I mean, I melted the last troll doll I had. So saying no for Toasty. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do appreciate the Guardians of the Galaxy reference because I love me some Guardians of the Galaxy. This is not my style, per se. Ah, uh, come on. All right, then. Well, <laughs> if you, unlike my co-hosts here, are interested in this, or many of the other Funko Pops you have out there, check out their shop. It's at bit.ly slash FunkoATA. You can check out their online shop and use Shop 10 to save 10% on your entire purchase. That's bit.ly slash FunkoATA and use Shop 10 to save 10%. I want to thank Funko for their support of the show. So what's coming up this week in WoW? So this week in WoW, we've got Novogard, which started today and runs until the 19th, so go get your go get your eggs and get a new Hearthstone. Um, we got the Battleground bonus event going from April 14th to the 20th, and we've also got the PvP Brawl Deep 6 running for the 14th to the 20th. So, PvPers, it's your time to shine for extra goodies. Go get them. And that's it. Of course, there's plenty of other stuff to talk about. Really? Never noticed. Like a little bit. Tiny bit. Well, okay then. Uh, I, I guess we should talk about. I mean, I don't know, like some interviews, maybe. Well, let's. We're gonna talk first about uh, one that Ian Hasakostas did. Uh, this is a live interview, I believe, on Twitch. Yeah, uh, done by Salute. 
Uh, and it, it's it's a it's a wide ranging interview, uh, but one that I was fairly interested in personally, um, simply because it has a lot of interesting information about what we can expect coming up in Shadowlands. Now this was done four days ago, so I think it was done right around when Alpha launched. Um, and there there's I, I really need to watch the whole video because there's a lot of stuff in here that I'm a little uncertain about. Uh, I guess the best way of putting it, because I, I'm not sure what some of the stuff refers to. Like, um, in the summary that is here on Wowhead, they said that uh, there'll be no Titan forging or war forging in Shadowlands, but there'll be less loot dropping. I, I feel like that's taking something away from the, the overall uh, usefulness of the expansion. I mean, um... So, uh, they talked about this somewhere else, I can't remember where, but I guess the rationale there is, um, in terms of more forging, Titan forging, like, uh, we saw a lot of loot drop, a lot of loot drops in the last couple of expansions because, you know, you wanted the, you wanted the chance of getting that Titan forging or okay. more forging thing, um, but we, they were often finding that... At about, like, you weren't even finishing a tier before you got, um, before you got the gear you needed from it. Like, it may not be Titanforged or Warforged necessarily, but you, 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 you were at least at that base level of gear that that tier represented before so the, the tier even finished. So less loot is basically so assuming that you have, uh... A higher chance of getting the gear you want because there's less chance, less uh, options for the gear that's available. Yeah, it's, it's it's I believe they they said it's specifically in an effort to make the gear drops more meaningful. Okay. Which I I get that rationale. I mean, it sucks hearing that as somebody who's doing all the raid content that it might potentially take me longer to gear up because, you know, RNG is a real thing and sometimes yeah. you just get real unlucky. Yeah. I'll be curious to see how this actually plays out once Shadowlands drops because this is all just alpha. And I know for me, for example, being on so many different raid teams and raiding like four days a week, there are some weeks where it feels like I get no loot at all. Now, granted, I'm running this on the same tune, so sometimes I am loot locked. And then I'll use my bonus rolls and stuff. But there are some weeks it feels like I get no loot. So it feels like that may not feel that good. At the same time, I don't have to sit here and feel bad because I got a regular piece of gear and my buddy who has the best luck ever gets everything Titan Forged all the time. You know, like there's no... And you don't feel like you have to run the same stuff over and over and over just hoping for Warforged or Titan Forged, which is nice. Yeah, this way you get your you get your best in slot, and you don't have to worry that it's not Titan Forged or Warforged. You just got it, which is great. Yeah, you just gotta worry about getting it now. And as I say in this interview, let loot be loot. That's what they're going for. Yeah, um, they did say that uh, all of the plan class changes are in this alpha. Uh, there are no plans for large drops or revamps um, at this point beyond what they did at launch. So basically. 
uh, other than tweaking or fixing stuff that may be broken, uh, they don't plan to make a lot of changes to classes. Which is good that they got those changes in early, because now we can get that feedback in yeah. right away. Yeah, the, the, the longer we have for them to get feedback and fix it is better. Yep. Um... They did say that tier sets are a possibility, but not for 9.0. Uh, maybe later in the expansion we'll see those. And um, they want uh, feedback on specific abilities that feel bad on the global cooldown. Um, I absolutely understand that some of my experiences playing through the alpha so far is entirely just... I'm used to certain buttons being in certain places and certain order of casting spells... And this is all stuff that's been set up for me by the game. Um, but it definitely felt like there's times where I'm like, okay, now I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. Okay, now I cast a spell. Um, which does not feel very good. Um, but I no. think I need to give it a bit more into the expansion to like get a better feel for that. And like take a look at my retail uh UI is like for my paladins to get a better feel of how I'm used to having things go so I can kind of change buttons around and make things a little more intuitive for how I'm used to playing. That um, makes sense. And and I feel like once I do that, I'll have a bit better idea as to how the class plays, uh, both at the start and then later on when uh, at max level for our current content, which will be level 50. Well, there's definitely something to be said for muscle memory. Yeah. So oh, yeah. It, that definitely messes you up when you're in an alpha and you don't have your keybinds and all of that. And I think that'd be a good thing to do. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the number of times uh, playing in this the, through the starting experience uh, where I would start running up to a, 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 per, a, a mob, end up casting Consecrate, which I don't have access to on main. Um, and it's like, oh, I just like start to consecrate and the mob is still outside that circle and ne they never get into that circle that was kind of a really hard thing to adjust and i'll admit mm -hmm. even by the end of that i had adjusted uh even at the end of it i was still doing consecrate um from the from the outset so um yeah. that that's an ability that i'll have to get used to having back and um basically figure out how to get into my rotation uh but yeah, it, muscle memory has a lot to do with the enjoyment of your class. Uh, and I need to figure out the new muscle memory for your alpha, basically. Uh, but I'm not planning to level any characters through uh, through starting experiences for a while, so that's good. I, I like that. <laughs> they did say that there's no plans for Master Looter or gear swapping in dungeons. Um, and <laughs> I had a feeling you'd do that. Um, they did say though that uh, swapping covenants is a hot topic internally, and they want to be they want the uh, covenants to be a meaningful choice. Um, but they have said that if all else fails, they can give up and just let players swap whenever they want, um, because they want to try and save the system before just throwing it out and, and starting with something else. Um, At least they're open with the idea of just throwing the system out. I mean, that's good. Yeah, but I mean, I I I. I Feel and I have a sense that there's a lot of like if we get, if we get there, like that's kind of like okay, fine, we give up, and that can't feel very fulfilling as a developer, because uh, you want 
you want something you designed to be enjoyed, um, and just basically giving up on it is not fulfilling to the, to a, a person who's trying to create stuff. So, oh yeah, I get that. I mean, like I count the number of projects that I've worked on that just didn't make it out, but yeah, you know, like sometimes that's just the reality of it. And like something like this, where you kind of like the idea of being locked in. The, the, the idea of being locked into a covenant never really bothered me because in my mind I was always going goth boy. Like I didn't like there was no hesitation for me there. Mm-hmm. But I can see I, 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 when I read stuff like this, I try to approach it from somebody who isn't just who hasn't dug themselves in and chosen something the minute it was announced. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I, I can get why I can understand why the want to swap covenants is there. I would hope that, like, I hope that they don't give it up entirely and maybe just find a nice compromise. But I mean, even with compromises, as we've seen in the past, especially with BFA, um, there's still going to be a bunch of people unhappy with it. So yeah, I'm glad that they're open to just removing that system if they, if if. If the uh, feedback is strong enough, I mean, it's good to be open to that kind of stuff. So be open about giving me back master leaders so I can give away some of this suboptimal gear. Blizzard, please. That's all I, I really the... want. Yeah, like I just wish I had the ability to say I looted a trinket that maybe is a higher item level for me, but I have a buddy over here who's like really hurting for gear. Like, I would rather be able to, I want the ability to still give it to them. Even though it's enough for me, like I, I want that freedom. Yeah, give me, give me, just give me something. I'm tired of having all this haste plates when like I don't want haste. Is that a tanking stat for you, Toasty? I don't know. I don't know what a tanking stat is. <laughs> Pretty sure it's mastery for warriors. I think I read that once, maybe. I don't know. All I know is it's not crit. Like the stuff, the gear I have is not crit, and I want crit gear, but I keep getting haste. Not, not cool, man. <laughs> uh, they did, uh, they did, they did say in this interview um, that some old set bonuses or legendary effects uh, may make their return in Shadowlands legendaries. Uh, I'm very curious to see how that's going to work out. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm trying to remember some of the legendary effects, and I can't remember any of them. Oh, man. What were some of them? Can't remember now. Does it bug me? Yeah, you'll get over it. Yeah, probably. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really... It sounds like a really in-depth interview. Lots of really great questions. Uh, not a lot of the common ones repeated over and over again. Uh, one thing they did catch in the in the kind of the the live blogging of of, of watching the video, uh, they did say that uh, there are no plans to have emissaries in in Shadowlands. Uh, replaced with something called Callings from your Covenant. Uh, Najatar and Mechagon were an experiment, and they want to make have more flexibility than just do three or four world quests. Um, very curious to see how that's going to turn out. Does that mean no more loot boxes? That maybe mean maybe mean no more loot boxes, yeah. Well, I've only really done that twice this expansion intentionally, anyway. So <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Uh, how about we talk about the uh, next interview? 
Oh, I'm so excited about the next interview. So the next one is with Steve Nanuzer, who is one of the lead narrative designers for Warcraft. And I do believe that my wow head is freaking out on me. It was with uh, it was with Talison and Evatil. I have not had a chance to actually watch the video myself, but wow, it doesn't have a handy dandy little highlights part of it. So obviously there's a lot here. I'm going to try to kind of cruise through it. Um, so just so everyone knows who Steve is, like I said, he is the lead narrative designer. He has worked for Blizzard for five years now. Some of the things he's done in the past is quests and Legion content, like the Hunter Order Halls and the Artifact Stuffs. And then, you know, now he's a narrative lead designer. And one of the questions that came up, some people find interesting, is if the Sylvanas Loyalist line is officially over in BFA, or are there moments in Shadowlands to continue it? And he basically explains that sometimes you just... You need to pull back the threads. Stories can't go on forever. So the 825 finale was a good time to make a nice epilogue. But once in a while in Shadowlands, you might get some flavor moments here and there. Interacting with certain NPCs based on your choice there. And going forward, Blizzard's working really hard to make it a unified story. A very linear story arc this time. And if these choices come to play at that point that makes things all confuddled again. So that kind of explains more as to why they made that choice. And with the story being more linear, the questing is going to be more linear because basically they want you to progress in a logical way. It's a laid out story arc culminating in Revendreth. And after some cool event in Revendreth, that he didn't really mention details on, of course, that's when you make your covenant choice. And then, as I've said before, on your alt, you can choose your covenant right away. But by then, you will still have other corners of zones and little things to explore here and there and return to different zones as well, like Maldraxxus, for example. The four covenant campaign stories are going to be really different. But there's going to be some crossover for, Mary, for major story moments. kind of And kind of like how the war campaign was, where it, through the war campaign, it takes us around to see different things in the world and kind of gives us that little tour. The Covenant campaigns are going to be kind of like that as well. And for people who are big fans of Legion, a lot of the inspiration for Covenants comes from the Legion quest, mostly for your, your class order hall. It's going to feel a little bit like that, which is pretty great, I think. And it goes on to talk about some aesthetics for Shadowlands and how they got some of their inspiration from cosmology. Uh, and they've touched on death in Azeroth previously before. Plus, we have things like Scourge, Valkyr, Emerald Dream. You know, they're going to be exploring all the different aesthetics tied to death through all of these. It's going to be very high fantasy is the phrasing he used, which makes a lot of sense, really. And basically the concept is going to be that all the realms are scared because souls aren't coming. And Shadowlands explores how these cultures break down without souls and panic sets in. Which I didn't 
ever considered before about them actually maybe panicking that the machine broke, basically. So that's actually really intriguing to me, and I'm pretty excited about that. It goes on to talk about how Blizzard has worked hard to make it a long and deep storyline for Shadowlands. They know how it's going to end. They know how it's going to lead into things to come with the next expansion. And they're also admitting that they're learning from some narrative stumbling blocks in BFA, which I think is pretty cool. They want to be able to give people a better idea of what's going to happen, kind of hint at things that are going to happen, you know, make it less ambiguous, which I know a couple people have requested, so that's good. He does talk a little bit about the Jailer being the central villain and how his actions are going to be driving the expansion, which is, you know, concept we've seen before in Kata with Deathwing and in Wrath with Arthas. So I'm really excited to see how they're going to be exploring that. There's some talk a bit about the aesthetics of Bastion and the, how it looks, you know, more like a Titan theme. I don't want to go into too many details and be spoilers, but there's some stuff with Toronto going on and searching for a loon. And he talks a little bit about that. Obviously not too detailed, but there's some cool cinematics coming up that might tug at the heartstrings. They're going to be addressing a bit of the Night Elves, and they want to be able to give the Night Elves what happened with the tree some proper reverence. So that's going to be happening too. What do you guys think about that? I think that's pretty cool. Uh, seeing more about the tree is definitely something I want to see. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to explore you know, some different things with the Forsaken. They did also explain that Torghast, which I know a few of us are really excited about, they're trying to make sure it doesn't feel tacked on. And there are going to be some story bits that do lead directly into it. You know, for example, for you lore buffs, Torghast has the Forge of Domination, which is where the Helm of Domination was made. And apparently there's some kind of outcome with that, with the Helm of Domination now being broken. But he wouldn't give the answer to that, and I want to know now. <laughs> Obviously, we're going to learn a bit about what Bolvar's up to. Bolvar is going to be basically the equivalent of a Magni, or a Khadgar, kind of guiding us along a bit, almost. Is kind of what he's hinting at in this interview, not too much detail there. And some other things he wouldn't answer exactly either. Like, for example, he won't tell us directly if Arthas is going to be in Shadowlands. Basically saying that they want to do the right thing by him. And they're just trying to focus on the best story for Shadowlands possible. So, you know, they try. They try to get some hints. <laughs> Apparently, this sword is eventually going to play a part. And things to come. I know a lot of people, including myself, has wondered what they're going to do with the big sword out there. So we might find out eventually. What do you think about that? What could possibly be done with that sword? Who can move that sword? Well, I mean, see, Titans, the... obviously. Well, when the last time a Titan plucked something that was embedded deep in Azeroth, we got the Well of Eternity, which led to so many other things. So I don't... It's going to be curious to see how they are going to approach that. I, I'd like to see that sword taken out eventually, because, you know, if you leave a blade in something long enough, it's going to die, wouldn't it? 
Maybe. It could be like that. It could be like that one sliver that you got like ten or fifteen years ago, where that you couldn't really get out, and you, you kind of just healed around it, and it's still there. Yeah, could be one of those situations. Comes part of it. True, but I mean, this sliver is 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 a pretty sizable sliver, and it's pretty hard stuck in there, and it's not just a under the skin thing. It's it's like a sliver that's like impaling your arm. Okay, fair. <laughs> so a couple, a couple other things I do want to bring up really quick and then move on because there's, there's just so much in this interview. I know that there are certain cameos. We would like to save certain characters. But at the same time, we don't want everyone. We don't want it to be overly played and super cheesy. And he did explain that they're fixating on key characters, including some that are living, and they want to avoid bringing everyone back for a quote-unquote greatest hits. So they are making very deliberate choices with which characters will be making an appearance. Because there's a lot of stories left to be told. And, you know, like I said, they're, they're being really thoughtful about it, which I really appreciate. And the other thing I think was kind of a little peek behind the curtain is that the lore team actually gets consulted on the various customization options just to make sure it's appropriate to the lore and just the universe in general. And I think it's pretty cool. And Steve says that the narrative team is 100% on board with all the customization options. Yay! I thought that was a cool little thing to learn. I was so excited about that. So if you want to know more, definitely check out this interview. I That was my best attempt at skimming over it. Sorry that went on a little bit, but there's a lot of stuff in here and I'm really excited. I, I definitely think that Ali got the better interview. I like lore. I can't help it. I like lore too. <laughs> well, you got Ian. I mean, that's, that's the big man. I guess. Yeah, I have a very specific way I approach when I'm assigning these, these topics. All right. I give you, I, I give you the, I give you like, the big boss, typically. If it's a if it's an interview with Ian, I am, I I'm more than likely giving it to you. All right. I, I mean, there's a there's a method to my madness. And if it makes you feel better, Medros, I still really like Torghast, but Tosi is the one that's going to talk about Torghast. That that is true. That is true. <laughs> oh. oh, but oh, Torghast, oh, I want it, I want it so bad. There's so many cool-sounding things here. Okay, so Torghast, um, as talked about at BlizzCon, is going to be like this procedurally generated dungeon, like take very much taking inspiration from the roguelike genre, which, which I love. It's it's like one of my one of my guilty pleasure games. Well, not guilty pleasure. It's one of the games I. It's one of the genre games I enjoy playing a lot of, and I spend way too much time playing them. Um, so basically, the, uh, there's a bunch of different systems within, uh, Torghast. So there's this system called Oblerone. I'm going to call it Oblerone. I've been it's... calling it Obladi. Like, with the wheel, like, Obladi, Oblada. That's what it makes me think of, so that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> See, when I first saw that name, I'm like, oh, that looks a lot like Toblerone without the T. Oh, yeah, yeah. That so I'm calling too. it, I'm calling it Oblerone. <laughs> 
So it's a system called Oblorone Armor, which basically it's a system that allows you to buff yourself while you're in Torghast. And its intention is just to to provide um, a raw increase in power. Um, The system, at least based on uh, data mining and all that stuff, seems to be tied to the armory inside of Torghast or the Maw. So we don't exactly know how this system is accessed, but we do know that it's specific to Torghast. Um, They 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 were able to data mine some of the... um, different Oberon effects. So there's something called Endurance, which just increases your health by 25% within the mall for an hour. Um, there's stuff that there's other buffs that'll increase your versatility, crit, mastery, haste, etc., etc. There's also something that will just devour uh, armor off targets, which is interesting. And uh, there's a whole bunch of different effects there. So like, there's, there's, it's a system... Specifically within Torghast, which will just make Yipal more powerful. Which you know, I'm sure as an MMO players, as as MMO players, we will enjoy because power is great. There's also something called Phantasma. Um, it's a it's something that you'll collect while you're in Torghast, and that's going to be lost when you leave. So basically, Phantasma is used to gain other power within the within the dungeon and you'll be able to improve uh your abilities and find upgrades like using this and there's a whole list of stuff within this list of data mine abilities some of them are class specific some of them are just like increases how much you um it just increases how much you Oh, hey, sorry, not class specific. Sorry, my mistake. I read something called Psychic and assumed that it was a uh, Psychic Scream thing. It's not. <laughs> um, but uh, like some of these will increase your rate at which you earn Phantasma. Something, some of these will just give you Phantasma. Uh, it, it's, it's another system that's going to make you a bit more powerful. Oh, you know, there is. There is class-specific stuff here. I missed one. Glutton's Guys. Like, looks like it's a warlock-specific thing. So, like, you using certain abilities will give you more Phantasma. So, so here's a question. Okay. At BlizzCon, Ian talked about collecting Anima. Is this that? And they changed the name to Phantasma? I don't think so, because, like... Within within the alpha, there's still references to anima, especially okay. in Bastion. Cool, good to know. Uh, so, and I mean, we I... saw anima back in Mr. Pandaria, didn't we? Wasn't that in? Um... Oh, we've seen yeah, we've seen anima in a few different places. Okay. Now, um, as as I had mentioned, uh, this this dungeon is a procedurally generated thing, similar to a roguelike. So the uh, the idea is that it's always going to be changing like each time so you're not going to get a different experience every time uh so that's going to be augmented with this thing called the beasts of prodigum so again there's a whole bunch of different uh, i guess you could call them affixes for lack of a bit like think of them as affixes for mythic plus there's different things that will change how you would approach a dungeon some of them will um 
Maximum will increase things for you. For example, there's something called Anamnestic Memories, which will increase your mobby's movement speed by 50%, and it will attempt to retrieve loot for you after you combat. So, hey, look, that's more roguelike stuff. Something doing your looting for you. I'm okay with that. Um, uh, actually, all of these, all the ones here so far, at least that I can see, affects your mob. Well, mostly it's affect your mobbies. So it sounds like there's something that's going to be tagging along with you to help you out with Torghast, which is kind of cool. I don't think that's been mentioned before. Um, uh, there's also some other... Actually, I'm looking over these now again, and I'm starting to realize that none of these are actually changing the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Increase your mob beast movement speed. Mob beast damage is increased by 25%. Huh. There. Obviously, we don't have all of these available to us. So, like, there are probably going to be more things related to this thing related to these beasts of prodigal um there's just a little a new stat that's specific to torgas called vitality which is similar to sanity and horrific visions again it, this seems to be something that's linked with the armory but the idea is that i guess it's probably going to be limiting your time within torgas and there's a bunch of different buffs for that too like um Increased damage for how much vitality you're missing or have remaining. Something that'll just gain vitality. And there's a couple of things that will just increase the amount of vitality you have. So I guess the idea here is, just based on reading all this, is um, this stat will just... This stat and any buff related to that will just augment what... Like, how long your stay in Torghast is. Like, like sanity. Like the, like, like the good folks over at Wellhead wrote up for us. In fact, reading all these just sounds very familiar to the um, tech tree for from Mother. Bunch of increased sanity stuff and killing an elite gives you um, gives you benefits. So that's cool. Um, there's also something called Jailer's Power. Uh, they're not clear on how it's not immediately clear on how it works. But there's... Oh, these are the affixes. Why were they talking about... Ah, uh, okay. Uh, sorry, I'm all over the place here. <laughs> oh, information. Uh, That's okay. Yeah. So the, the beast... So the the uh, beast prodigum looks like it's another event within Torghast. Entirely. And then the Jailer's power is what's going to affect... Uh, difficulty within Torghast. So Jailer's power, like, there's damage increase, damage is increased, health is increasing. Sometimes the Jailer will just throw stuff at you. There's more elites. And, um, there's gonna be some attacks that will just inflict you with poison, which makes you slower and take damage over time. So, you know, that's lovely. But, like, so much fun. This all sounds great to me, and I can't wait to dive into this. Um, they did, they did data mine some things that uh, would be equivalent to skip spells, but I mean, at this point, we're not sure if that's just 
an alpha thing for the purposes of testing, or that's actually going to be a thing where you can uh, eventually gain the ability to skip to deeper or uh, other levels of the tower, which again would be uh, that mechanic is present in some roguelikes, so I wouldn't be surprised if that was something. Uh, that was available to us, but we'll we'll have to see. Victor Guest isn't available yet, so I haven't had a chance to play it. Give it to me now, please. I want. I want to. I want to. I want to go. Um, there's also a bunch of items you can find in Torghast. Um, some of these are going to be specific to your classes, obviously. Like they, 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 there's some hunter items and like actual hunter items, not the, you know the vanilla hunter item thing. Um, and there's some warrior stuff here too. Using Bladestorm recklessness applies shield wall, even if I'm not wearing a shield. Oh, ooh, ooh, I want that. Give me damage reduction, please. Yes, please give him damage reduction. I want to stop healing his face so much. And it's it's only within Torghast, though. Oh. Okay. So, unless you're running Torghast with me. Maybe at some point. Uh. <laughs> now, these are, these are all the things that you can find, that you can expect to find in Torghast in terms of uh, things that affect you. Things that would affect the dungeon. But, you know, why are we running Torghast? I mean, what's the point of running Torghast, you might be asking. Um, there's a bunch of different runes and legendaries that you can find within Torghast. So, uh, one of the incentives for running Torghast is to collect different materials and stuff that you can use to craft legendary items. We do have some previews in the alpha right now that have been data mined as to stuff that could potentially be added to legendary items um and like uh they don't have them for all of them like i'm looking over the warrior stuff and it's just there's, there's not a lot of stuff there it's just a lot of placeholder things but some of them appear to be granting abilities that might be tied currently to talents which is interesting um for example one of them is just called war machine which, like, is a warrior talent. So there's a potential here, as we had with Legion Legendaries, with one specific, with one specific Legion Legendary, if I recall correctly, <clears throat> that just gave you access to a talent that you may not have selected pre previously for, in favor of another. So there's a potential for similar effects, as alluded to in the Ian interview, with uh, some of the Legendary properties being added back in with Torghast stuff. Uh, with Legendary specifically. Anyway, um, that's kind of like a high-level view of what's going on with Torghast. You, you look forward to different mini-events and also collecting a bunch of stuff in order to further your progress within the dungeon. I, I for one, am looking forward to this oh-so-much. Because, like, it's something that we can tackle solo, or you can go in with a group similar to the revisions now. And I want it. Please, please give, Liz. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on on what we've seen so far for Torghast? I want to be in there and spend so much time. Because I think it's going to be amazing, and I'm really excited. I will thoroughly enjoy the art of the building. 
But legendaries, Metros. Legendaries. Yeah, I heard that. It's like it, it's 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 scale it's it's scaling content, and you get to go honor where Frostmourne was created. Yeah. Was Frostmourne created there? That was the Helm of Domination that was created there. Was it Frostmourne too? Yes. I feel like Ali's making stuff up to try and convince me to go there. But that's just me. They said it at BlizzCon. Did they? Okay. Okay. I don't. Re- I don't remember. Press before. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember that. I remember. I remember the Helm of Domination was was forged there for sure. I had to pick up my jaw. I had to hit the floor. It was like a couple feet. I had to like pick it back up. It was good. <laughs> I can't wait. Give it to me. But yeah, that's Torghast in like a not so tidy nutshell, but a nutshell nonetheless. So we talked about a bunch of the content that's coming in. Um, and those are kind of the bigger topics we have to talk about, but there are some smaller things that, you know, just just players in general might care about, like uh, how their classes are changed. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, a lot of changes are coming out. We're not going to list every single one here, but we might go over our individual main classes. But before we do that, since this is some new system stuff coming out, just kind of a reminder, when you hit max level, you pick your covenant and then when you pick your covenant every single person that gets that covenant gets that covenant signature ability which we touched on a little bit last week and then depending on your class you get a class specific ability and you also get access to three soulbind options and soulbinds are part of the covenant system and there's this soulbind tree and you're basically binding yourself to an NPC that's part of that covenant. And that comes with different traits, different abilities, different ways to buff you. There's the soulbind conduits that can either allow you basically to boost your throughput, sorry, your throughput, your survival, survival or your utility, blah, 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 blah. I can talk today. And... What's nice is that if you do need to change who you are soulbound to, you can change that more easily than if you change your covenant. So you still have options there. If you pick, if you choose to soulbind with one NPC and you're not happy, and it's not buffing you and giving you the abilities you want, you can change that. That's okay. And at, at least now in Alpha, it's looking like some of those spells that Tosi talked about in Torghast actually has the chance to upgrade some of your covenant abilities within Torghast. So, like an alpha, but that's something to keep in mind as well. Now, obviously, there's a ton of class changes. The show's already running along, and we're not even done, so we're not going to go over them all. But for priests, I'll say I'm pretty happy with the shadow changes. I wish they would get to just be done away with sanity and 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 all of that. But are you saying that Toasty doesn't want to do a three-hour episode? I, mean, I, sure, I don't. I don't think so. I'm sure we can go to like midnight or so. It's fine. I, I can visualize the look on your face right now, Toasty. 
I'm good. <laughs> oh, anyways. Bill Manny wants a four-hour episode. Uh, okay. No. Anyways, um, they're they're getting some decent buffs here and there. I'm mostly holy. Everyone is getting flash shield right now, which is great. As holy, I'm getting mind blast, which I'm really happy about. Everyone is getting um, desperate prayer, which I think is really helpful, especially for shadow priests. And for holy priests, since that's what I play mostly when I'm raiding, they're getting this ability called. I just had it pulled up and then I rotated on the page. Where did it go? Prayer Circle, which we talked a little bit about last week too, because I was really excited, where basically reduces the cast time of your prayer of healing by 30%, which is great. So all in all, like I could be here for a while talking about priest changes. I'm not going to, but I'm pretty happy. There's some mana changes here and there that I'm not sure about, but it's one of those things that I'm not going to know until I actually get in there and play around with it. Meadows, have you had a chance to look at any of the Pally stuff? Uh, I have um, some like the way that Wowhead has this laid out is is really confusing, um, and I'm pretty sure this is just like a very technical way to lay out what's changed and what's added and stuff. Um, even if they change like a little wording of the thing, like they're showing that here, so it's it's a lot. Yeah, like uh, I do like that we get consecrate back uh, as as rep palins. I assume all three three specs get that back. Um, I'm interested to see some of the stuff that's being removed, like the greater blessings. Um, glad to not no longer be a blessing bot. That that's been really nice. That'll be really nice. Um, I'm really curious to see the talents. I will have to get uh, logged in and see what the talents are uh, on my higher level paladin uh, at some point in the next few days. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean. Like I said earlier, it, having played the alpha, it's really for me just to... I need to see how it's going to actually feel like when I'm actually there, when I'm actually doing it kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, definitely be very interesting to see um, see how this goes. Uh, one thing that looks really cool is... Uh, I think it's a talent called Healing Hands as, as a Red Paladin, uh, which is when you lay on hands and ally at less than 30% health, the cooldown of lay on hands is reduced by 50%. So... Um, nice. If you are using it on, a, a, you know, somebody who really, really needs it, uh, and and don't use it, you know, without good perp, good good use and justification, uh, you do get a benefit there. So that's really nice. Um, but yeah, it, it, a lot of this is just I, I need to see how it's actually going to feel and flow uh, when I'm actually playing it. So, but I'm excited for a lot of these changes. I'm excited to see how the deprinting works out in the end um, and what we really didn't ever need. Because there'll always be stuff we didn't really need. I will say before I go on to Toasty, I am thrilled with the changes to Outlaw Rogue. Absolutely thrilled. They're making Roll the Bones feel better. They're making our chain thing that I can't forget right now because I had to pull it up. <laughs> Basically, just all in all, they're they're giving us Kenny shot back. Like I'm really, really happy with some of the outlaw changes. So, as much as I love my priest, I don't know. I might have to play my rogue a little bit more next expansion. 
We'll see. <laughs> Toasty, how are you feeling about Warriors? Um, as far as Fury goes, there's not a huge amount of changes. There's a few nerfs here and there, from what I can tell. But uh, like we do get some of we do get some of the abilities that have been previously removed back. So we got stuff like Hamstring is back. So I got something that I can slow people down with again. Um, Slam has made a return to Fury Warriors, which has made for some interesting playing uh, in uh, in Alpha right now. I keep forgetting that I have it, and it's bound to an that uh, I previously had bound to something else. I keep hitting slam instead of the thing I want to hit. Which, like, will take some adjusting. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, One interesting thing is we got some survivability given to us uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of ignore pain being available across all specs. So, um, I'll be taking reduced damage as provided I... A, remember to use it, <clears throat> and B, do not need to spend that rage somewhere else, because it is it costs quite a bit of rage, which, like, I guess makes sense, because, you know, um, you don't want to be spamming that all the time, just to reduce the damage constantly. Uh, I don't know, overall, I've felt pretty good about... Playing the war, playing Fury Warrior at level fifty, like it felt great. There were some adjustments that needed to be done, but I mean the amount of damage that I'm putting out has felt right. And survivability has been good, provided that I uh, remember to use some of my defensives. Like it's been, it's been, it, it's been a bit of an adjustment remembering that I have access to stuff like Ignore Pain. For example, like, oh yeah, I could have just prevented a bunch of this damage from happening to me. Like, I should have done that. Um, like, uh, there are some other changes uh, that I haven't made up my mind on whether or not I enjoy them in terms of stuff happening to AoE things in general, which we'll talk about next. I believe is what we're talking about it, but um, it's that, that's gonna that's gonna, that's definitely gonna take some adjusting. The whole AOE situation. Yeah, the whole AOE situation. Yeah, that's uh, um. So, I guess we'll I guess we'll talk <laughs> about that now. That works. <laughs> it's nice and smooth. Um. So uh. Right now, right now in live, um, there's a good chunk of uh, classes that benefit, and there's a uh, sustained group of like say like five or more targets because there's there's the cap on there's no cap on how many pl- how many uh, targets are being hit with an AOE ability. Like I don't know, I'm thinking I'm having trouble thinking of some for ranged one ranged characters, lizard. Is one I'm pretty sure. Uh, Starfall is another one. Uh, like it'll just hit everything within range, which you know was was great for those people, especially during like those big pulls. Um, but uh, I, but some classes have had their have had their AOE abilities 
limited to some capacity in uh, in uh, yeah I've had their I've had their AOEs limited in some capacity in, in, in the sense of the, they only hit a certain number of targets whirlwind only hits a certain number of targets for example uh, and like if I got more than I can't remember the exact number now I'm pretty sure it's five and I got more than five enemies around me, I'm only hitting five of them with Whirlwind, and I gotta depend on other abilities to get a good chunk of them down, which affects how I play the game, because um, if I'm questing by myself, I'll typically just pull everything and Bladestorm them down. Like, no problem, it's fine. Whirlwind is not my go-to ability there. Uh, whereas somebody who has access to an ability, like multiple abilities that are hitting everything, they're just, they don't, they don't care. They'll just pull everything and they'll be fine. But uh, Blizzard is looking at at lining more of that up. Um, so certain classes who don't have who don't have that target cap are going to see themselves with a cap of around five enemies uh, that their AOEs will hit, and yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an adjustment for them. But that, that like it's an attempt to limit the strategy. And a, a pretty dominant strategy uh, for in questing and dungeons, specifically where um, you're just gonna pull an entire room, maybe, and AOE them down with whatever you've got available to you, and you'll do damage to everything. They're trying to put a bit more strategy into into how players approach that kind of content, and I get the appeal of doing that. I mean, it's going to slow things down a lot. Uh, I, 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 I haven't made up my mind yet how I feel about this. I and mean, even and this is even coming from somebody who doesn't... who, who has, who's been living with that... with that cap to uh, to his AoE abilities. For the most part, like I, 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 I don't know. I, I kind of enjoy seeing all that stuff just melt, and all it's that. Satisfying. It's very satisfying. Yeah, yeah it's very satisfying. Like I, I know I'm not necessarily dealing the most damage in comparison to other classes in those scenarios, but but um, all the numbers showing how makes me feel like I am. Uh, I just hope. I just hope that when they're building out encounters for raids and dungeons or whatever, they they keep this limitation in mind. That's one of my worries. Because we were talking in raid when I was there. Uh, there are some polls during Nihilotha that would just be dramatically different if the target cap was in place for everybody. Yeah, that's true. Like I'm, think, I'm thinking specifically of the bridge when we're... We're going up the stairs. There's that with all those with all those mobs that hurt a lot with that short cast time. Like they 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 die quick, but when they get their casts off, it hurts, and you got and you got to interrupt a lot of them. And you know, sure we can get a few interrupts off, but but obviously in that case, the most effective interrupt is just killing them quick, and that that would be slowed down significantly by a change like this. So, 
I haven't decided whether or not I'm angry about this change yet. I think that I think my feelings on this will depend on how dungeons and raids are built out in terms yeah. of trash going forward. And I, I guess don't, to some I, degree I, how they're they're adjusted. The old, the old ones are adjusted to the mechanics that will change for previous content that is being adjusted currently too, right? Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, right now the the strategy for for a legacy farming is just pull literally everything, use your biggest AOE, and win. Seems like a solid plan. And that's... What's that, sorry? Seems like a solid plan. I mean, it is now. Whether or not that's realistic going forward for yeah. some of that old content is going to be another thing entirely. Especially considering that um, we're getting this cap combined with the level squish. How is that going to be affected by all that? Like... There, there, there are some potentials for stuff being really broken with this change. And I don't know. We'll have to wait to see how the alpha progresses in order for, uh, in order for me anyway, to fully decide how I feel about it. I don't know, what, what, what are, what are your guys' first impressions on this change? This article makes the point, or in the blue post, it makes the point that. You know, if you're used to finding groups of three to five anyways, you're not really notice the difference. Yeah. It's when you pull the big groups of things to kill things, like I said, that's really satisfying to do. That's where you're going to notice the difference. So I know for me as a Shadow Priest, when I do my Void Eruption and all my little Void blob beam thingies go like shooting out to like everything, no matter how many things we've pulled, it is so satisfying. I love it so much. And so knowing that that's going to be capped a bit kind of hurts but that's okay i think you know like you were saying you know it's hard to really judge it until we get in there and experience it for ourselves and see how it's going to play out especially when you align it with all the other class changes and prunings and things like that so did specifically say in this post that in situations where a target cap doesn't make sense, they're going to add something else to kind of account for that. Whether um, it'll be... Uh, like uh, right, right now, they're, they said they're going to be adding something like a damage falloff, which will reduce the damage done to each target as the number of targets increases. So you'll still be you'll still effectively you'll still be doing damage to the group as a whole. It just won't be you it won't be as effective as if you were doing it against five players or five targets, I guess. How that'll work out? Again, we don't know. We'll we'll wait and see. Definitely. Time will definitely tell. Hey. Medros, you you and I talked a little bit about this during my stream on Friday. Yes. Um, so first off, let me say uh, there for me at least there was a bug uh, where it showed in my um, skill pane the the general character, not like specific spec spa uh, stuff. 
but in the general one, it showed that I had writing training I could do. And I put a screenshot in our in our Discord to show exactly what was being shown to me um, when I looked at that in my uh, in my alpha for the new character I created. It said uh, expert writing available and all these other writing skills available and no, nope, 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 nope. Um, so the writing skills available uh, at level seventeen. Sorry, level ten you get. Uh, slow speed riding at level 17 you get fast riding uh, at level 25 you get slow flying at uh, level 27 you get fast fly or medium medium speed flying I guess and then at level 30 you get high speed flying um, now we did talk uh, toasty about this and, and it's still a concern because I don't know how it'll look when you're actually like progressing through these levels, I felt like I was gonna hit uh, level 17 because my character right now on on that on that character is level 14, and I had 15 gold. I have not yet been able to afford my professions, which are 50 gold each. Uh, I have not been able to afford any new gear, which hopefully that'll improve with actually playing the game. Uh, but the, uh, journeyman riding, which is the fast ground speed flying is, uh, 50, uh, 47 gold. The next speed, which is at level 25, that's the slow speed flying is 237 gold at level 27. You will need to have 4,750 gold and at level 30, you'll have to have another 4,750 gold. That's a lot of gold, and I did not get a strong sense that there was a notable influx of coin coming my way as I was playing, and that is a bit of a concern. Um, if it was not for the cash I have on my mule and my main on the, in, in on Argenton, I absolutely know that somebody else would not be able to afford this flying. Um, by the time they hit cap, level cap in in this expansion. Yep. Uh, I so, agree. I hope they will adjust the flying costs. Um, I'm good with the, with the level you have to be at, but just the cost of flying is just extreme. Um, and, I mean, any of the riding ones, uh, especially when you don't like, they need to adjust a lot of the costs that are currently priced for a year coming to this into this with a boatload of cash. Um, currently, you go into BFA, you've gone through uh, likely a lot of expansions. You've got a fair bit of cash kicking around. You can afford fifty gold for training your professions. You're coming in at level eleven or level twelve. You probably don't have fifty gold for each each profession you want to train. Uh, flying, you're not going to have what sixteen or uh, sorry ten thousand gold by level thirty. Probably not going to have that. Uh, no matter how good the expansion is, you're not going to have that. 
so I just I think they need to really refine this down. And I did put a uh, a feedback thing in in the alpha to say like you need to readjust what you expect people to have in these things um, because it's just not realistic, especially. Especially if you have a new player that hey said hey you know quarantine's coming I'm gonna I'm gonna play uh, I'm gonna level up uh, plays a little bit but doesn't really play too much till Shadowlands hits uh, they are gonna be in for a real shock trying to train uh, professions in Boralis uh, to actually be able to use stuff around them now on the upside I was able to mine at, with basic mining skill in in uh, Kulturas without needing to have the extra stuff, but I didn't get any mining benefit. Like, I didn't get any skill points towards that. So the the only small benefit that I found was that I could then sell the stuff that I was getting theoretically in order to um, in, in order to have a bit more gold to spend on this other stuff. So. Uh, that's kind of the only small piece of benefit I saw. I wonder if as you get higher in levels, if things like quests also increase with the gold rewards, or if the gear you're going to be vendoring, for example, maybe it sells for more as you, you know, level up. Maybe. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a possibility. I can, I don't, neither myself or Mentos has gotten to that point where where we would have, we were noticing that and just it's just looking at the prices like looking at the cost of training as a like trying to approach it from the perspective of a new player looking at all those like oh that's at the rate I'm going it's going to be a long time right and like i get that um that mount that mount training and all that was was a bit of a grind like back in the good old days of vanilla that's not a real that hasn't been a reality for quite some time and like that that's just not gonna feel good for a new player it's like something needs adjusting there and like even even something like the amount of like the, the different levels of training i would argue like there's too many of them to for to, to fit between level 10 and level 50 or not even 10 and 50, 10 and 30. Because if you look at the breakdown, you've got... You're, you're learning different levels of mount riding at 10, 17, 25, 27, and 30. So, level 10, I mean, that's fine, whatever. 17, I mean, that's... That's 7 levels. You got 8 levels to flying. And you got 2 more levels before you can learn it. The fast, faster one, and then 3 more after that. I like, that feels five different levels of mount training feels like too much between level 10 and level 30. Like that needs to be, I, I think that it needs to be spaced either spaced out a bit better or just the sheer number of times I'm going to have to run back to the trainer to level up my writing needs to needs to be adjusted somehow. Because as it stands, like, uh, I looked around a little bit in Boralus after I hit after I hit the uh, BFA content. I couldn't find anywhere to train fly. I had to go back to Stormwind to do it. 
Um, I think that was intentional. I think they had said that that was that was something they did intentionally. Right. Um, yeah. And you know, like if if it's intentional, that's fine. But I mean, if like leveling up, like leveling up right now in the alpha does not take a lot of time, and that might just be because they're artificially speeding it up because it's alpha and they wanna and they want to um people to get through get 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 that done a little bit faster so they can test out how that experience feels overall. Which like now that I say it out loud doesn't really make a lot of sense. But like two like like I'm looking specifically at the t- at the first two levels of flying. I'm training flying, leveling up for a little bit, however long it's going to take from 25 to 27, which, like, two levels in my experience so far has not been quick, but again, I'm only level 17 in the alpha. Having to go, having to level up, run back to Stormwind or wherever I can fly, train flying faster, and going back, that's that's... A very disconnected thing, I feel like, and would benefit from either being spread out a bit, or just having, or removing the necessity to train one of those levels. Something needs to change there. I don't know what, but that 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 whole thing needs being looked at. I think. Yeah, well, like like you said before, this this is alpha. This is early. Uh, things will change. Uh, this is not not at all set in stone, um, so we will see what happens when it actually happens. Yeah, and if you're in the alpha and don't like it, put in your feedback. Absolutely. I will continue to harp on that point until this whole thing is done. Let's stop talking about alpha stuff and okay. maybe talk about some other out-of-game things that might have people talking. Yeah, so I'll make this quick, but I'm super excited because we got some cover art for Shadows Rising, the book that's going to be coming out between BFA and Shadowlands by Madeline Rue, I think is how I'm saying her name. This looks right. right. Yeah, close enough. Ropes, Rue, I think Rue, feel good about that. Anyways, I've, I've seen some of her Twitter interactions and kind of read up on her a little bit. I feel really good about her writing this book. I've read some of the snippets. It's looking really good. I'm excited. But the cover art, which I will post in Discord if I did this right. So if you're in Discord, you'll get a chance to see this. But you got Nathanos, and he's, like, staring down Princess Talanji. And at the bottom of the art, we have Anduin being all, you know, brooding and, you know, kind of looking a little little dark, a little, little depressed, a little sad. So it's looking really good. Very excited about it. And until we actually get our hands on it, that's all I can really say. I'm just super excited, and I really love the Warcraft novel, so this is this is going to be a good one. Yep. I'm going to wait three months. I don't want to wait three months. I want it well, now. We have, we have to, Ellie. I don't want to. Well, three months in a day. Sorry, I just made the wait longer, I know, but like... A uh, day, Toasty. I'm just, I'm just trying to... Keep the facts here. July 14th. So, there we go with that. Just first going to move right along to uh, some other outside of game news. 
All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Blitzel's not happening. All right, we're good. That means maybe not. <laughs> oh, well, okay, fine. There's a chance that Blitzel's not happening. Uh, so the executive producer of BlizzCon, which I'm sure Toasty loves as a Fury Warrior. Um, Yay, Sherilyn! <laughs> did, uh, did make a, a post on the BlizzCon forums basically saying, um, yeah, we're still not sure what's going to happen yet. Um, they are still planning. They're working on the plans for BlizzCon. Um, they are planning on it as if it's going to happen. Um, but with the current situation and the uncertainty, um, a variety of timelines that could vary wildly as to how things are going to look, uh, in the second half of the year, uh, basically means that they can't really say, you know, yes or no at this point. Um, and whether it's going to happen in person or a virtual con or something like that. Um, there's just too many factors right now. Um, and I really feel like this, this post was made just to say, Hey, I know you guys are kind of wondering where this announcement of BlizzCon is that we normally make around this time. Uh, here's kind of why, in case you aren't aware why it may not happen. Uh, but, yeah, basically. uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I, I didn't have to have this post to tell me that, it, that they weren't sure whether it was going to happen. Um, the, I think it was the Anaheim Convention Center, uh, recently put, made a post somewhere saying that they were still planning on BlizzCon 2020, uh, in late October, early November, which still kind of, the uh, their, their, their calendar shows differently, but whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, BlizzCon, uh, still not clear on how that's going to go, if it's going to go, what's going to happen, or anything like that. Um, but they they do kind of say, like, basically we want to make sure that having several tens of thousands of people uh, coming from all around the world to a single place is not going to be a terrible idea. Um, which it currently is. Uh, they said, they, they didn't include that, you know, even though they're all isolated at home, uh, they are not working in the office. That does not mean the planning is not continuing. They're not that they're still not, not still working on things and trying to make it reality. Um, and as soon as they have a final decision, uh, one way or the other, they will be happy to provide it to us. Um, they just say that they will provide clarity and and stuff so people can prepare as soon as they possibly can. Um, but they just don't have the ability to say yes or no at this point. So. Uh, they did say it might be a few months before we have, know for certain if or how we'll proceed. Um, yep. But as soon as they have a meaningful update, they will share it. So um, don't cancel your hotel reservations yet, guys. Don't don't be uh, assuming it's not going to happen at this point. Um, I personally feel don't be surprised if it does not happen because the world is a different place than it was um, just a few months ago. So when you two met in person for the first time. But, uh, yeah, so, BlizzCon, eh, maybe. But that's pretty much maybe. the answer. But, but just, Toasty, just think, you can save so much money by not having to travel this year. 
Yeah, guess. And you could save it for next year and do it even better the next year. That's true. Or you could buy more jerseys, one of the two. Also true. But yes, uh, I, I know you are sad. I am sad about the idea of NoblesCon. Uh, I know many people are. Uh, unfortunately, it is just it's just the reality of the way the world is right now. Uh, we, just, we just don't know. We, we can't say... I mean, if I was to guess, I would say it's going to be virtual, virtual if anything. Um, but I, I don't know if I have anything better to say than that. So, it had so many plans this year. Ugh. Yeah, I know I'm, the feeling. I'm, I'm, I'm depressed now. Ugh. You can recover, man. You, you can do this. Probably. You can make it through. Oh, uh, well, I can probably kill time with an audiobook or two, right? I think that's a great idea. Well, let's do that. All right. Well, today's show is also brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Now over 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today we're going to take a look at the third book in the Magician series, The Magician's Land. Let's have a listen. She felt him watching her and looked up raising her eyebrows in mild surprise, as if to say, You're kidding. You're in on this thing, too? He shook his head once, very slightly, and looked away, keeping his face carefully blank. Not to say, No, I'm not in on this. I just come here for the novelty coffee mugs and their trenchant commentary on the little ironies of everyday life. What he meant was, Let's pretend we don't know each other. It was looking like he had some time to kill, so he joined the browsers, scanning the spines for something to read. The fillery books were there, of course, shelved in the young adult section, repackaged and rebranded with slick new covers that made them look like supernatural romance novels. But Quentin couldn't face them right now. Not tonight. Not here. He took down a copy of The Spy Who Came In From The Cold instead, and spent ten contented minutes at a checkpoint in gray 1950s Berlin. Attention, book bumblers, patrons, the cashier said over the PA, though the store was small enough that Quentin could hear his unamplified voice perfectly clearly. Attention, book bumblers will be closing in five minutes. Please make your final selections. So, once again, that was the third book in the Magician's series, The Magician's Land, written by Lev Grossman and narrated by Mark Bromhall. You can find that at over 500,000 titles over at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. And we'd like to thank Audible for their support of the show. Absolutely. So, our question of the week for last week was, based on the currently known covenant abilities which covenant are you favoring for your sh for shadowlands for your main uh leo wild says revendreth and it's not based on the abilities for me i made that decision back when the basic concepts were revealed <laughs> wookie bh says whatever the sims tell me is best for my spec that's the correct answer right heart attack 143 says maldraxxus torn between them or the Venthyr, no matter the ability Wow, Huntress 67 says, Venthyr for the best combat ability for my class, not because I like them. Frazerok says, I still think Venthyr is my covenant as I love Door of Shadows and the ability to potentially be a vampire. 
And I just want to say for the record, no vampire, just wrong. <laughs> uh, Frasley as a vampire is a little scary. Uh, real life Frasley as a vampire would also be very scary, yes. Oh god, yeah. Uh, I, I haven't met the guy, but vampires, that's all just terrifying. Anyways, next week's question is, what non-spoilery bit of data money has you most excited about Shadowlands? Torghast. <laughs> oh my, I can't wait for Torghast. <laughs> More Bastion. He's so good. Do I have to pick just one thing? Yes. Oh dear lord. Uh, as excited I am... As excited as I am for the outlaw rogue changes, I'm going to have to say Torghast. Copycat. It's it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Well, looking forward to hearing everybody else's answers and why that drew them to it next week. All right. And that's about it for this episode. We're going to do our, our uh, shout-outs quickly. And uh, before Toasty has a heart attack about the length of the show, uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Allie, what's your shout-out today? My shout-out is to everyone who is working hard to stay home. I know it's driving people nuts. People are growing stir-crazy. But it's a good thing to do. So shout-out to all of us staying home. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to everybody who is not being stupid and going out and potentially hurting people that could be, you know, close to them. So, yeah, I'll echo uh, Ali's shout out. Stay home. Be good. Be cool. <laughs> oh, man, mine's a little selfish now, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give a shout out to everybody who watched me on the stream over the weekend. I streamed a lot and. I hit. I finally hit 50 followers on Twitch, which I'm really Yay. excited about. Awesome. So, Card Freak, Manny, Ellie, and all uh, oh, so many other people. That uh thank you so much for watching this this weekend. I I really appreciated all the company. So, before we go, I want to take us a story as I saw on Twitter the, this weekend. Uh, somebody did a sim of this uh, current play this current hockey season. It, as if it had played out without the pause. And you'll never guess who was in a playoff series together. Who? The yeah. Avs and the Blues. Yes. <laughs> and one of you really? very happy with who won it. Blues. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, no, actually it was the Avs. What? 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 <laughs> And now, let's go to Retro. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, you can call us at one seven eight five ata wow 5 or one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. 282 9695 You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. And if you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Ali's show at DungeonFables.com and Toasty stream at Twitch.tv slash ToastyPostyCan. You can find the show over on Twitter at AllThingsAZ. Medros is at Medros. Fandeth is at Fandeth. Ali is at AliAndrusK. I'm at ToastyPostyCan. And you can find the network over at Dawnforge. And please check out the other shows from the Dawnforge network, including GroupQuest and Shattered Soulstone. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care. 
happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of more alpha content. Yay! This podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network. Copyright 2020.